Welcome to the 5G Decretory Podcast, where we will explore the hottest topics in 5G with some of the industry's leading minds. We are moving on and doing it with one of our favorite use cases, the FWA or the Fixed Wireless Access. And this trend seems to be catching on globally, and globally, one of the best examples is by Mikrotik and by LMT. That's why today joining me are two gentlemen, uh, John Tully, the CEO of Mikrotik, and Ingmar Spoutis, the Vice President and Member of Board of LMT, who will be sharing their experience on this interesting discussion. Is this the killer app? Gentlemen, great to have you here online. Hello. Nice to be here, Andrew. Welcome online. and. Uh, I could not hide my excitement as you heard about this use case. So let me straight away ask you with how did actually you two, how did LMT and Mikrotik decide to cooperate and establish a 5G laboratory? And what are the benefits for internet users, including me personally, from this cooperation? Uh, would you like me to take that? John, the stage is yours. Thank you. Uh, so we started. Um uh, we started initially many years back uh, supporting 3G, 2G and, uh, and dongles that would connect to routers and different uh, devices. And eventually, uh, as we started cooperating more over the years, I guess in around 2017, we started, uh, we have a new office building at VEF and we connected uh, with uh, LMT to support a new testing center and put in a laboratory for LTE and then upgraded to 5G, I guess it was a year ago or so. So, um, yeah, and it's been very productive cooperation. We have, uh, we have all the chambers and all the equipment needed to test corner cases, every kind of case. Our customers get much better service and get much better surety of the speeds and uh, Devices, Ingmars, do you have any? Yeah, yes, technically that was a neighbor's thing because uh, somewhat we, one day we noticed that just around our headquarters, there is a, like a half of the Latvian uh, ICT industry exports is located in just very close proximity to us. So we started to build out the local network to see can we, okay, can we build some benefit out of the local e ecosystem. So we actually realized that this cooperation between the operator and the CP producer might be very uh, beneficial to the to the development of technology and new services. So that's how our 5G laboratory came to be and, and, and everything after. And gentlemen, if, if we take a step back and look at the situation here in Latvia, and according to the OACD data, Latvia is in the third place in Europe in terms of mobile internet usage, that has been especially highlighted during the COVID-19 pandemic, as you know. So please, if you could share your experience, how did Latvia achieve it? Because that's not only being a neighbors of you two, right? No, no. That's probably part of the, some of the history of the market. One thing is that Latvia has a very long standing, more than 150 years of engineering traditions. So it's uh, quite a strong market uh, technically, plus it's very strong market from competition-wise, because there's a clear competition between mobile and fixed operators. So that's why like 10 years ago when the 4G came around, so it, it happened so that we actually changed our business model and the pricing model for the 4G so it would compete 
directly compete to the fixed fixed operators. Uh, so and these days, like one quarter of the fixed wireless market in in Latvia is based on the uh, on the 4G, and 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 this of course will grow on as the 5G comes around. The fixed wireless access will become e even more competitive uh, to the to the fixed to the fixed operators. John, what do you think about these Latvian yeah. uh, rate? How, how did we achieve it? Well, I think LMT was a leader in this area of uh, giving unlimited data traffic, meaning they didn't charge you for megabytes or gigabytes or anything like that. They just had a fixed price. Um, because that's a, kind of like a deal killer if someone somehow doesn't, you know, has to pay extra money they downloaded over some limit, so they they immediately took on that challenge, and uh, may, they have a very strong system, a backbone, backhaul their mobile system that can support that. So that was a, a break, probably something new to do in those days, and people, you know, the mobile carrier operators weren't. Uh, got to see and it's worked out wonderful for i think latvia as well so you're talking about latvia has so much connectivity and this is a big part of that connectivity um when i started in the wi-fi with latnet service back in the old days i guess in the mid 90s um we also connected using our wireless isp technology for fixed for home or not home mostly business internet to start with then and that I think gave a pretty good boost to um, getting people connected quickly at higher speeds as well. So it's that's kind of that's a different topic. It's not 5G, but anyway. Yeah, but normally when I talk to some operators in the other countries, one other thing they immediately tend to notice is that probably one of the latest benefits is that we have quite wide, quite quite wide portfolio of frequencies uh, distributed by the regulator through the through the oceans, but so. Mobile operators in Latvia has a quite wide range of frequencies to actually accommodate all the customers, and this is not always possible in a, in other countries. So, therefore, the, also the regulator has some role in this success because there is place to uh, welcome the customers in in the frequencies. And on the other side, of course, due to the competition, we were very focused to make the mobile connection fixed wireless access as just be as like to, to to the fixed broadband as possible so so customer orientation plus lots of frequencies plus different business model how to account the the cost structure for broadband so all together actually created the quite an quite an interesting push so we have been living this fixed wireless access for dream for about uh, 10 years now yeah but um but gentlemen, so the Latvian success story, undeniable, but let's not focus on it, but let's focus on the players who actually made it so successful. And you two are the key players in this success story. Let's be real. So if, if we look back at this exact cooperation and the study case, um, John, you, you mentioned that Mikrotik together with LMT, you have developed a 5G and uh, 4G and you started with 4G and 5G routers, and you're also working on the IoT solutions. So these are the products that are produced in Europe in cooperation with the NATO and with the NATO member states. So please, if you could share your experience, how did you succeed as companies and this cooperation? How exactly did, did, did you succeed? 
was this for me or for you? Well, I, I would start with you, John. Um, well, uh, we, we started working with uh, wireless, so-called wireless ISP systems and then uh, Wi-Fi uh, systems, just like your home internet uh, and all your mobile phones and devices and TVs that connect to that. And at the same time, in parallel, we were supporting, say, 2G, 3G devices that you could plug in with USB dongles or put modules inside our devices. So we started with a history, and these were all third party. We didn't make these products. Our customers requested us to. So we got a strong foundation of getting used to seeing all the different technologies, adding kind of ad hoc here or there to so that those devices could work in our routers and other devices. So eventually, um, we started uh, designing our own devices. Um, with uh, We made our own LTE Category 4 device called the SXT LTE, which sometimes I see on the speeding cameras as I'm looking back and going, oh, I didn't see that. And then I see a bill in the mail that goes through our device that's connected to the speeding <laughs> camera. <laughs> so, um, uh, yeah, so that's... Um, so then we we actually designed a full complete uh, device of all the parts on a PCB with the for the category four LTE, and then now we've moved to say different levels and different technologies and faster technologies and the higher speed what's called LTE cat category eighteen and higher and the and the five G so we can do gigab over a gigabit say raw data rate measured on those devices can be over gigabits. So that's um, just a progression of consistent and persistent work in this area. And based on what the customers request, I think that was a very important element, what you mentioned. Yes, we, yeah, that was, absolutely. Yes, this is something of big import for us because uh, what we have noticed before that for us as an operator, it's not so easy to deliver the message of what we see in the in the in the in the market what is happening with the customers back to the producers so we're very uh, blessed that we have such a great neighbor so we it is it is for our engineers it is possible to build a network and to actually discuss and this is somewhat the proof of how the supply chain is changing these days that thanks to the higher level of of automation back in the microtech so the microtech is able to do stuff here in uh, Europe and, and 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 so there are first of all there are customer benefits because of our close cooperation and there are also security co uh, security benefits because this is all all done here on the European soil and Ingmar you, you might not know it but one of my favorite things to do as a moderator on the stage wherever I am is to speak with you about future and we have done a we have done that in so many different discussions so we'll keep this tradition alive. So if you would have to say what the vision, the future of the 5G fixed wireless access will be, let's stick to about 10 years. What would be your vision? Well, uh, we talked it before. I think uh, there's this simple sentence that the future is mobile. And I do believe that just like we've seen like over the last 20 years, what happened with the fixed voice, we all see that the market is slowly moving that same direction. And of course, uh, it's, it, it's quite rational to assume that in 10 years that most of the 
broadband will happen over, over the 5G and it will happen wireless because there is no better substitute for transport than, than the fiber, but for the person that is using a broadband service, uh, in all these aspects of, of course, the 5G, the 5G is the, is the best option. So I do believe that in 10 years, the, the, the fixed wireless access delivered by 5G will substitute or outcompete most of the other, uh, most of the other uh, technologies. John, what do you think? I completely uh, agree with you, Ingmars. And I think, uh, so when we call something LTE or 5G, or now I've heard of 6G and so and so, uh, it's a progression of technology. And I'd say every few years or something, we get something that puts all of the newest stuff together and, and markets it and, and, and it comes into the, the vendors and manufacturers make devices. But I think, uh, so I think the 5G is a very important milestone, but in the next years, when we have the newer uh, levels of um, the standards that include newer technologies, I think they will start including things more like Bluetooth or things that people are using for Bluetooth, uh, the Bluetooth technology now, uh, I think they'll be integrated more and more into these devices or at least where they work very efficiently with many of devices so the 5g and others well i see the future as it may be taking over a lot of the wireless space because it's you know such a such a number of devices they're making such a, an investment in the technology so many engineers working on it we'll, we'll see the direction though but it could kind of take over everything We'll definitely see. Well, I don't think that you imagined in the mid-90s, as you mentioned, John, that the future will be as we are now. Let's see if your vision that you mentioned today will come true in the next 10 years, but the future is definitely mobile. Gentlemen, thank you for being with us today. Thank you for uh, being so visionary and keep on making this success story real. John Tully, Ingmar Spuches, thank you so much, gentlemen. Mm -hmm.